media at SAFM with Ashraf Garda. Exploring every media platform and industry. Only on 104 to 107. Sunday morning, 8 to 10 a.m. means it's two hours of marketing, branding, advertising, PR, journalism, everything that communicates. That's what we cover. My name is Ashraf Gaunta. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the media show. You can tweet right away using hashtag media show. And great when you do that, if you tweet to me, Ashraf Gaunta, as well as to SFM Radio. But also great if you quote, quote, tweet the guest. So quote exactly what they're saying and then also add your own opinions. I'll be sure to retweet that as well. But I'd like to get your own original thoughts as well. You can call in to 891 and you can SMS to 40938. 40938. Let's start with something that's so important. We have every Sunday, we have what we call a thought leader discussion. We get somebody in to comment on an issue that is either prevalent right now or is under the surface and boiling under or whatever and, and to give thoughts on that and this is what we're talking about now a country brand and how do you market a country brand in the midst of political turmoil now that question was asked a few days ago it could have applied to many other countries uh you could even say the usa comes to mind with regard to that but even britain with regard to brexit when it happened at that stage but there are many other countries in the middle east uh, and elsewhere with regard to political turmoil However, maybe Turkey, another one. But right now, it's very much South Africa as well. So how do you market a, a country brand in the midst of political turmoil? Well, our thought leader is Timothy Maurice Webster, who's an author and branding expert. Uh, Timothy, good chatting to you once again. Hi. Good. Thank you very much, Ash. Ashraf. It's good to be on. Good. I hope you enjoyed your run this morning. Absolutely. I'm fired up. You know, the brain works much faster, 30% faster often after a run. So this should be good. Oh, absolutely. All right. So, so here's that question. How do you, you know, how should a country brand be marketed during, uh, in the midst of political turmoil? W- what's your original, your, your initial thought to that? I think the first thing is that most people, you know, and I understand this, South Africans are very demonstrative in this moment. Like the emotions are extremely high. But when you step back and you look at international case studies and what happens during political instability and associated with other economic sort of uh, correlations, the the situation is not as bad as people think it is. So let's unpack it quickly. Okay, Let's use one case study. One case study that's almost identical to what we're going through is South Korea. Last year, their president got embroiled in an extremely difficult situation you know, situation where she was, um, and by the way, she was extremely popular until she became highly corrupt, and um, she was going through impeachment. There was marches. There was utter chaos in the country. Um, her name is Park Goon Hai. <laughs> and um, in the middle of her political scandal, where there was protest everywhere, they're trying to get rid of her, tourism numbers grew. Uh, to the all an all-time high. Now, this is important in South Africa mm-hmm. because tourism it contributes to over three percent of the economy. Tourism in South Africa grew from two thousand in two thousand and five. There were about four hundred seventy-five thousand people that were employed. Now there's over almost seven hundred thousand people employed. Tourism contributes more than agriculture. So what? Here's the point: that the average person traveling to Cape Town does not care what's happening with Jacob Zuma and the Guptas. They want to explore and enjoy the beach, and it does not affect them. And so what's interesting is that if we step back and we go, 
actually, compared to most countries that are going through political instability, nobody's dying, nobody's no real, real chaos. It is an emotional thing that South Africans are experiencing, but there are opportunities such as the tourism sector that we can really, really thrive on. All right, that's an interesting point you bring up because, you know, when we talk about marketing the country brand, right, uh, and of course we know Brand SA specifically would be entrusted with that job uh, in South Africa anyway, but but would, would it be marketing the brand to bring tourists in, as you said South Korea successfully was able to do in spite of what is happening politically, or is it marketing the brand for, for with regards to, to investment and people who are sitting in the C-suites elsewhere are still very, very optimistic about that country with regard to investment? Ashraf, I think you're really caught up in the same thing I just mentioned about the emotions. Mm. At the end of the day, people invest very strategically in various sectors. Tourism is a sector, resources is a sector, etc. Perhaps some of those sectors will be impacted, but as Brand SA's job is to bring value to the economy. So if I can bring an extra percentage to the economy and add a billion to the economy, um, I'm not sure that that, I mean, you asked me what the opportunities are. Mm, mm. You're not ask, you're not, you didn't ask me, you know, how do we fix every single sector investment? There's a specific opportunity in tourism that I think should, we should target. I think there's an extraordinary growth opportunity. If we can continue to add hundreds of thousands of jobs to the tourism sector, why not focus on that in this conversation? All right, 891 that's, uh, that's the plan of a thought leader discussion. To have different views to get you thinking about it as well, and you may give me your opinion as well. Hashtag media show, if you're commenting, how, how should you market a country brand in the midst of political turmoil? It, it, it could well apply to South Africa, because clearly we have a problem right now. We know that, but it can also apply to other countries, and your thoughts and your examples are indeed most welcome. If you're SMSing, 40938, and also, for good measure, tell me where you are listening from. I always love to, to hear that or see that when you do just that anywhere. So, so yeah, yeah, it is. But, but at this point in time, then, Timothy, should, should a country brand attempt to market itself at this point in time or, or retreat? But why would they not? You know, it, it, this is what I'm saying. If you step outside of South Africa and you look at the case studies, if there is no war, there is nobody getting killed, there's no issue for the average person who's coming here to invest. I just had a childhood friend who left here after six incredible days that's planning to invest in property here because their experience was so extraordinary. This was last week. Mm-hmm. And they understood the pending problems that's happening. They've now followed the news and what's happening with President Zuma. But it does not affect the fact that Property value is probably going to continue on the same trajectory unless something really extreme happens. But here's what's interesting. The president in South Korea has now gone to prison. So let's say President Zuma goes to prison. Mm, let's mm. say the absolute worst thing happens. But they still continue to grow in most sectors. You get my point. So yeah, what yeah, they did yeah. was they created this concept called the Korean wave in their marketing strategy. And when the Japanese are flying in and people all over the world are flying in, they don't care what's happening with the president. People are very people are very selfish in that regard, Ashra. If you can find spots in various sectors that are not impacted by President Zuma's sort of uh, antics or whatever you want to call them, and the political instability, there will be sectors that will continue to grow. Fortunately, as a writer, I've been writing in various newspapers, you know, for the last twelve years in South Africa. Mm-hmm. Almost every single time, when people feel like this country is completely falling apart. 
you can point to specific growth opportunities. All right, that's very interesting. You, but you're saying that the key issue for you would be, uh, for people on the outside, would be the issue of safety. Uh, that means there's, there's, there's no violence, there's uh, nobody being killed. Uh, if, if that happens, things change. Is that correct? Uh, well, I think if, if the story externally, we're talking about brand essay marketing. Let's be specific. If the story outside, if you're actually marketing, you arrive in Singapore, you arrive in America's UK, wherever you're trying to sell the brand. And for the tourist who's coming here, they do not care about this issue of a shuffling of the cabinet. What they care about is I'm bringing my family for a holiday on the corner of a beach that's the most pristine, one of the most pristine in the world. So we need to be specific, particularly in this conversation. I think we can have another conversation if I'm on, uh, you know, some business channel or CNBC, mm-hmm. and we're talking about we're talking about investment relations. But we're not. We're talking about marketing the brand. Yeah, I, I hear that. Okay, but but I mean, is is there that difference between investor relations and marketing the brand? Well, here's the thing: there are correlations that exist, but there are also points of divergence. And the point is this: for the average person who's looking to invest. There are specific opportunities. In fact, when there is political turmoil, you can look at case studies from around the world. There's often some of the best time to invest. Some of the best times to invest is in the times of political turmoil. So, so here you are from a from a from a South Africa Inc. or brand SA point of view, right right this moment in time. And I accept the fact that if they have marketing strategies because they by and large market the brand abroad, not internally, but there's an internal component to it. I understand that that would that would have long term policies. And you're saying that short term impacts of even a few weeks of turmoil doesn't even come into play, right? No, I'm saying it does. I mean, we can't put a broad brushstroke. I'm simply saying this, Asher, there are a number of metrics that you have to measure against when you're looking to have an investment conversation in this country. There is issues when when the RAN, there's instability in the RAN. Let's say the RAN goes up. By the way, the RAN only only shifted a small percentage. But let's say the RAN continues to shift. Mm, What that mm. does, that that positions certain resources as more attractive for someone who's trading with the dollar. My point is, if we don't remove the emotion, and like in any investment conversation, you have to remove the emotion and start looking strategically and create campaigns. We're talking about brand essay. For brand essay to create campaigns to help people shine a spotlight on what the opportunities are versus focusing on the internal emotional chaos. Mm. All right, so let's take right now, and you know, again, and I'm stressing on the brand essay part, but, but the fact is, um, there are political people, there are people like myself and yourself who have degrees of influence uh, and, and, of course, business people and investors, right? Should, should their narrative then change over the last, uh, you know, two, three weeks and beyond or should it be as if it's business as usual? That means when you talk to investors, when you talk to tourists, when you're talking up the country, would, that, would you make any slight shifts in the narrative in terms of how you, how you pitch your country because of what's happening over the last few weeks? I gave you two specific cases. One, mm. a very broad, big case with South Korea who went through what the, the internal chaos was far more extreme than what we're going through by several degrees, Mm, several. mm. Just study it closely. December 2016, this is a close case study. March the 10th, she just went to prison. This is very close Mm, mm. where a president gets impeached for corruption. Sound familiar? And in that period, in that turmoil where there is literally 
chaos in the country where there are people physically marching all over the place trying to to fight for their democracy, tourism number grows. Okay? Mm, Second mm, thing is, mm. I have a childhood friend here who will be invested in property, and she understands clearly what's happening. So those are two examples of how there will be continued examples of opportunity despite what's happening. Okay. So if you don't change the narrative and you become highly pessimistic, you're going to miss opportunities and your sort of creative sort of juices will be sort of muted because you don't recognize that South Africa is not some sort of island in the middle of nowhere. It's connected to global parallels. And at the end of the day, there are wonderful cases where we can draw upon not just South Korea that shows that unless there's some sort of internal war and people are bombing each other, the average investor will be able to find opportunities and it's worth marketing to them. Okay, let's get to, let, let's get to opinions from you, the listener. Uh, Chamber from Alexander. Go ahead, Chamber. Hi. Good morning, Ashraf, and good morning to you. Good talking um, to you, Chamber. It's been yes. a while. Yes. Good morning. Um, Ashraf, Ashraf hmm. I just want to say I agree with um, um, the gentleman you're interviewing. I just missed his name. T- Timothy, I agree. Timothy Maurice Webster, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I agree with him 100% in essence. But I think that's, that's not what most South Africans want to hear. Most South Africans at this point in time, from an emotional um, uh, aspect of their life, want to hear that everything is going down the river, going down the cliff, everything is... It's not like that. This country is still intact, is still together. And if you want to measure um, the anger of the people by the, uh, the utterances and the number of people who attended... Uh, Kathy's uh, um, uh, memorial service, mm, they're making mm. a very, very devastating mistake because that is not even a sample of this country. In any event, finally, why must we worry marketing this country abroad? Uh, to you, Ashraf, now, why must we worry about that when corporate South Africa is not investing in this country? Okay, let's, let's get an answer on that one there. Why must we uh, market the country abroad? Thanks for that call, Timber. Well, well Timothy, go, go ahead with that one there. Should, should this country be marketed abroad anyway? As per, as per yeah. Timba's question. <laughs> yeah, of course. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, we are intertwined with a global, you know, in a global sort of matrix right now. And here's the reality. You know, South Africa is a bright spot in the global landscape. Look at Brazil. Brazil has gone through utter chaos in the last two years. Mm-hmm. They didn't pull off, in the, because of political instability, they couldn't pull off and finish the actual development of their, um, um, of their World Cup infrastructure. But people are still flocking to Brazil. You know, South Africans, and I understand, you know, I understand clearly. I'm very fortunate. As someone who came here about 10 years ago, you know, you know objectionably, I'm able to sit with the Africanas in Stellenbosch. I'm able to sit with, you know, Zulu culture people in um, KZN. I'm able to sit with all types of people, and they're people honest with me. And I understand why things are so emotional. There's a trajectory that's uncomfortable. Change is uncomfortable. And yes, there are some negative aspects to what's happening. And is democracy more fragile? Sure. I actually believe it is more fragile, but that does not mean it's the end. I believe that change does make things vulnerable. And in the midst of change, things get complex. But there are some extremely bright minds in this country in every culture, 
and I believe strongly that people will rally together. South Africa is unique in a lot of ways, but it's not so unique that you can't draw upon extraordinary case studies where there have been specific examples, especially in countries like the countries that we're more aligned to in emerging markets like Brazil, in, uh, in other regions of the world where it has experienced the exact same thing and continue to grow. Hmm. Okay, here's some questions uh, via, via Twitter. Sunny, the solar guy saying, should brands support to shy away from association with the, with the Zuma recall, asking cause needs to mobilize? Not sure whether that's directly of what we're saying. Um, let's get another call. Yeah, Anne, or, yeah, it is Anne from, from KZN. Anne, hi. Hi. Go ahead. I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm speaking from the south coast of Kazuna Natal, and I couldn't agree more with your speaker that is on at the moment. I'd just like to tell you an incident that happened last week when I was in a local uh, shopping mall. I was in a rather nice, elegant shop, and in walked a family very, very um, enthusiastic about South Africa. Mm-hmm. They turned out, they, they said they were from France, they came here. They come here every year for their holiday. They think it's wonderful, and you know the very fact that here on the south coast we've got beautiful beaches, we've got wonderful climate, uh, as in the rest of South Africa. So we've got an, a lot to offer. Okay, but I, but I think we know we know we have a lot to offer. The question is, does political turmoil make a difference at all in terms of people's perceptions on the outside? Thanks for that call. And not just people as in tourists, but people as in business investors, as we've said, in terms of how the country is perceived. Although Timothy Maurice Webster, in fact, suggesting that uh, by and large, it, it really doesn't change much. And I think that South Korean example is quite fascinating because, you know, for example, if you talk South Korea, the Samsung brand, and once again, has been a new launch of a product a few days ago with Samsung. Do you, do you link, you know, the country country to the brand at all or, or is it completely irrelevant that means if the brand is good you really don't care where it comes from you don't even care who's in charge you don't even care if the leader of that country has been arrested or uh, there's an attempt to impeach or people are out in the streets uh, supporting or not supporting that that person as well uh, timothy maurice webster is my guest he's the thought leader for the day this is the media show timothy's an author and branding expert timothy is, is there an angle here that that we haven't touched on that that you that you want to bring up I do. I think that here's what, here's what needs to be extremely clear, Asher. There are implications to the political turmoil. There are things that need to be protested against. There is, there is specific examples of things that no one should accept that's happening right now. And I encourage people to be diligent and focused on trying to make sure that the democratic project should not fail. And aside to that is this, though, Asherah. South Africa is one of the most resilient countries I've ever experienced. I just got back from Japan. I've traveled, I've worked in everywhere from Romania to all over the world. And when you step outside of this country, you realize that people are not stupid. People know that South Africa, the backdrop of South Africa's history and the legacy of what we're facing is deeply complex. And in the middle of that high-level complexity will be situations like what we're facing now. It is difficult to pull the masses into the economy and try to figure it out. And no president on this earth is going to get it right. The entire world is dealing with leadership disruption. Look at America. It's a mess. Mm, Look at the UK. mm, It's mm. a mess. Brexit. Everywhere is a mess. So South Africans, we have to step back 
and remove sort of the emotional, put on our collective thinking caps and take the absolute brilliance, look at what the opportunities are to market. And, and marketing, there is no better country, I think, than the marketing minds in this country. You can look at the awards experience every year globally. South Africa is brilliant from a marketing perspective. So let's put our thinking caps on, look for the opportunities and everywhere for better, where there are stable industries that are continuing to thrive and decide how are we going to move forward in creative ways to contribute, continue to contribute to this economy. Okay, I'll get to, I want to get further thoughts about maybe the rand and, and, and the reputation of the country, but Di- Diane's on the line. Hi, Diane. Hi, good morning to you and good, your guests. Good morning, go ahead. Um, morning. Um, um, his wisdom is wonderful, but unfortunately it doesn't apply to South Africa on a day-to-day basis. You, it's all very well to c- come to South Africa on a holiday and have all the luxuries that um, the money that's brought into this country, exchange the pound for the rand and you have a wonderful holiday. But come to live here on a permanent basis and it's a totally different score. We have so much unemployment in this country, so much crime, so much murder, so much whatever. And I, I honestly believe that people who want to invest in this country, well, um, I wish you well. But this country is on a downward slide, and we are going to be another Zimbabwe if Zuma is not kicked out of this post as, as minister of this country, okay. and it's going to happen sooner than later. Right, so best we all build a canoe and get a paddle, Grow our little boats into the Indian Ocean. Okay, got so that. What he has to it's say a, I got is wonderful, that, D- but Diane. it doesn't apply. All right, got that. Thank you. There you are, Diane, particularly pessimistic. Uh, canoe through the Indian Ocean, that's a long distance to land, I can tell you. Um, Zondile, hi. Ashok, good morning. Good talking to you. Hi. Uh, I might have a bad background here to, to your guest as well. Just pick one for me. The first one is this. Uh, I think it's you guys which you are perpetuating this of this uh, the circumstances South Africa finds themselves in. When I say you, I'm talking about the media. One, when you say uh, market South Africa in the midst of political turmoil, mm. or turmoil, what is that turmoil? What defines that fact? What your perceptions are of that turmoil? And and secondly, uh, one must also quantify should there be a political turmoil in South Africa, which sectors are likely to be affected. Quantify that also. Don't generalize the economy because the economy is made up of different sectors. Uh, thank you. Yeah, okay, got that. Thank you. We don't have a lot of time, but perhaps, Timothy, you can respond to that part. You know, you know, when we talk about political turmoil, what do you understand by that? And, and, and would, would certain f- sectors be affected and, and others not at all? Yes. Uh, you know, let me, let me address the, the, the previous comment first. The first thing is that you know, I'm very, very blessed and very fortunate um, to live in this country and have experienced conversations with investors. I just had an investor who came here from um, from Philadelphia looking to invest in schools and development in schools, and they're busy raising funds to continue to invest. You know, I feel sorry for the previous uh, caller who wants to take a boat and row out of here because I think that she may be a little bit surprised at how much more chaotic it is in so many other places. And um, I feel sorry for them because she sounds South African, and um, she's going to be in a foreign place where she's not taken seriously and going to be disregarded on so many different mm-hmm. levels. Mm-hmm. And I understand she's emotional, and I get it, uh, but I wish her the best. To, to your last point, I said it earlier, there are many sectors with many different metrics that we have to look at. 
And we don't have time to look at all of those on this particular show. If we were in an investment show, we could break down every single sector. And I'm happy to do that on another conversation. But the vast majority of the sectors in the political turmoil that most people know within South Africa that is currently existing, most of those sectors, you can find opportunities to market. That's what we're talking about. We're talking about marketing opportunities mm, mm, in the mm. midst of what's perceived as turmoil. And the, mm, the mm, current mm. environment with the current turmoil, there is specific marketing opportunities. And I wanted to point out the tourism sector. It's not about all in well that people come here on holiday. I'm saying it contributes literally 700,000 jobs. We're not talking about somebody coming on holiday. If they come on holiday, they offer job opportunities. So mm, if we can mm, go mm, into mm, a million mm. jobs, why not market that opportunity? All right. Two things before I let you go. The uh, perception is very important. I'm not talking tourism now. We're talking about investor perception, right, and, and how South Africa is perceived as a country amongst the League of Nations, if I can, if I can use that, uh, that phrase, right. How, you know, how does perceptions change then from, from, from those people, you know, the investors, the, the, the thought leaders, the influencers of the world in, in the light of, of this past week? Yeah, well, that's my point. I mean, there are different types of investors who, if you look in, in um, sort of the mining sector, for example, Things are very complicated in the mining sector. You know, things are difficult because of a number of reasons and so forth, and the political, the financial sector and so forth also. But I think the bigger question is in this conversation is this. Break down the various sectors if you're a brand essay. Sit back, look at it very strategically and go, where are the opportunities where the perceptions externally do not matter? Where there are wide open opportunities where the global population at every level, because there are all types of investors, right? There's some going to be like your previous caller mm-hmm. that are scared of, you know, this idea that, you know, the, the you know, whatever. So um, the bottom line is that the opportunities within the various sectors are wide open to create campaigns to market around because the perception of the country is still very stable and secure when it comes to investing in various sectors. Okay, here's the, here's the last thought. Should, should brand SAS, the external marketing arm of, of, um, of South Africa, should they attempt to explain the decisions made by, if not government, certainly by the president in the last few days? That means his no. decisions the, and, and the fact that senior members of the ruling party, including the deputy president, have actually said, I'm not part of this decision. The same with Grady Manchester, the secretary general of the ANC, as well as many other people, even in opposition. Should they go about explaining that externally? No, and there's no reason for them to particularly, I mean, unless you, unless, for example, you are, you know, you are trying to market within the financial sector where there is specific concern about the financial and particular state capture in the financial sector. But I doubt Brand SA is going to go out and have that elaborate of a conversation. Brand SA is marketing far more broadly, more generically. Again, I would love to have a more sort of um, micro conversation about the financial sector, but that's not the purpose of this call. You know, at least it's not what I prepared for. I prepared for what are the opportunities for brand SA to continue marketing this country in the middle of what we see as political turmoil. Okay, let's leave it at that, unless there's one final line you wish to make. Just, just, if so, just go ahead. No, I mean, I think, I think it's important to look at international case studies for brand SA. I think for brand SA to also remove themselves and go, what are the, where are the cases around the world 
where presidents have been highly seen as and viewed as highly corrupt, where the country's reputation has been dented on some level. And what did they do and what are the opportunities? Because there are very specific trajectories and case studies that are identically aligned to what South Africa is going through that you need to draw upon to be able to learn so you don't see South Africa in isolation. Okay, that's where we're going to leave it, Timothy Maurice Webster. Great chatting to you. Maybe we'll have another chat about investors specifically some other time. In the meantime, feel free to tweet even now, Timothy, to hashtag media show and tweet to me some of the points you've made, add on even further points so we can send that to a broad audience as well. Uh, we're going to talk about the Liberty Radio Awards right after this.